0: So, how do people know that you are you? <laughs> I know you've watched a lot of crime shows on TV, CSI, and what, what do we go for? We go for fingerprints, right? And, and we have DNA testing. Right? We have voice recognition, and uh, people do uh, all kinds of scans on us. Uh, right? I'm, I'm, I'm not the only one. I mean, I've, I did a little research on this, and there's facial recognition programs, how far your eyes are apart, and your nose, and your jawline, and everything. So, let, let's not get too harsh on these disciples when they don't recognize Jesus here, okay? That's, they, they didn't have all of these tools at, at their disposal. Um, how, how would we recognize Jesus today? How would we know that it's Jesus the resurrected Lord in in our midst today. He comes amongst them, and he talks a little bit to them. Peace be with you, he says, and he shows them his hands and feet. If you notice, he doesn't show his scars in Luke's gospel, in Matthew's gospel, in John's gospel. That's kind of the proof. Here it's just he shows his hands and feet. Uh, It's not enough for the disciples, this peace be with you, and showing his hands and feet. How, how, how could we know Jesus today? I, I have two things for you to take away today for us to know Jesus, to recognize him, to see him in our midst today. And it's talking and eating. All right. And in order to get this point across, may I tell you a story? Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that. OK, so here's the story. It involves a cemetery cleaning. How many of you been to a cemetery cleaning? Yeah, yeah, so thank you, good. So, about 13 days from now, on the first Saturday in May, um, there will be a cemetery cleaning at the Spring Creek Cemetery. In order to get there, you need to go to Meridian on Highway 6, and then in Meridian at the stoplight, take a left on Highway 22, kind of going southwest, a few miles outside of town, and then there'll be a little farm to market road that'll cut off and it says Spring Creek on it. And you go down there and there's not much in the community of Spring Creek anymore. There's a Baptist church there. And there was a, a school there. They've transformed that school into, this is too, too big a term, too glorious a term, a community center. Okay, they've, they've gutted the school. It's just one big open space there. And next to this community center and the Baptist church is Spring Creek Cemetery. It's where a lot of my family is buried. And when I die, it's where I will be buried. My dad told me about it uh, many years ago when I was still serving in San Saba, Texas. And I'll never forget my first time going to Spring Creek Cemetery Cleaning. Um, We packed a bunch of tools in in our car, uh, shovels and rakes and hoes and stuff. But when we got there, we found out that they were mostly good for just leaning on, (laughs) okay, so you stand, thank you, you stand out underneath these oak trees, and uh, there's all these gravestones and memorial markers and things, and this is what you do. Every once in a while, just to make it look legitimate, you'll, you'll, you know, kind of, and you'll rake a little bit, and, but mostly you sit around and you talk, and uh, you remember those who died. And so you'll say, by the way, being a pastor, I've become sort of like a family chaplain, all right? I've done a lot of funerals for my family. And so we'll say, you know, Cousin John, he died too young. All right. And uh, we'll say, uh, you know, Uncle Tom K. Barton, I'll never forget. uh, After all the service was over and we interred his ashes in the ground and his wife, Ruth... um, Quoted from uh, Julian of Norwich, uh, one of the mystic English mystics, and she said, And all shall be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of thing shall be well. And you'll be underneath those shade trees, and there might be a breeze if it's a good day. And uh, as you talk about those people, as you remember them, it's almost as if they were with you. Okay. Uh, I'll never forget the time, it was many years later, that I went there, and on that particular Friday night before the Saturday morning cemetery cleaning, there was a squall line that came in, kind of like last night through here, with, with the high winds and the hail, and, and maybe even a little tornado, we don't know, but that that particular Saturday we got there, and trees were down, and, and limbs were down, and the place was just a, a mess, and some some people had brought chainsaws from home, and they had their pickup trucks. And uh, I got in with this one guy. I didn't know him at all. And we started driving around, and we were cutting down tree limbs and putting them in the back of his truck and then carrying them to the brush pile. And, and uh, I'll, I'll never forget, I, he said, uh, and, uh, tell me your name. And I said, uh, I'm, I'm Lynn Barton. He goes, Barton. He goes, are you any relation to uh, Jack Barton? I said, that was my father. He said, uh, he was the best teacher I ever had. (laughs) He said, in grade school, high school, college, he said, he was my high school ag teacher, and he was the best teacher I ever had. So we drove around in his pickup truck, and we cut branches, and I remembered my dad. And it was almost as if he were there. We have a particular kind of talking that we do in the church. We who believe in the communion of saints, when we remember someone, when we remember that Jesus rose from the dead, who's to say that they aren't here? <laughs> isn't this the good news of Easter? I know that was a few weeks ago, but isn't that right, that, that, that every Sunday is a little Easter, and every time we remember someone who has lived and died in the faith, don't we believe in the resurrection? that they are with us and we are surrounded by the communion of saints. There's a particular kind of talk that we have in the church. It wasn't just enough for Jesus to say, peace be with you, wonderful start. It wasn't just enough for him to say, uh, look at my hands and feet. He opened their minds, did you read the scripture? He opened their minds to the scriptures and to everything that was said about him, that all of that salvation history was pointing to him his passion, his death, his resurrection, and that he's still with us. Who's to say he's not still with us as we remember the saints? Can I get an amen here? I mean, this, this, this is tremendous good news, I think. The particular kind of talking that we do in the church. Well, at the Spring Creek Cemetery Cleaning Day, there's a business session. It lasts all of about 10 minutes. (laughs) We gather in that community center. It lasts only 10 minutes because the table is laden over here. It's, It's not a table. It's just this long serving aisle over here, okay, that you can go down both sides of it. So in the business session, all the time behind your back, you can... Smell what's going on there. <laughs> you can hear people preparing the dishes, and, and the vote, it, the outcome is known before you even start. All right, the minutes are read and they're passed. The budget is, is read and it's passed. The officers are read and they're passed. Just um, it's it's just a formality, because you want to get to that table. <laughs> and here's what you'll find at the table. You won't find a lot of store-bought food, okay? I'm I'm sorry, but they look down upon that. That's just not done here. It's not church's fried chicken. You don't want to go there, this woman says. She said, eat my fried chicken, right? And and people have their signature dishes. You must try my three-bean salad. You must try my rice and sausage dish. It's wonderful. My dad told me about a time that there was a woman who brought a dish that was some other woman's signature dish. Oh, you don't do this. This woman said, how dare she? As if, as if her dish could compare to mine. She, she was offended. Everybody in the community knew what her dish was. Oh, and you load your plate, you don't go once, you go till you can't go anymore. And desserts, oh my goodness, there are pies and cakes and cobblers and, oh, it's just too rich. I mean, you can just feel your arteries clogging as you go through the line. And it's a foretaste of the heavenly banquet. It's like the sacrament of communion. Because you keep talking, you keep telling the stories. And you remember... You know, we, we miss her. She used to cook that dish. And it's, it's wonderful. And I think Jesus shows up <laughs> as we tell that particular story and as we have that particular kind of meal. See, I've given you this wonderful image of Spring Creek Cemetery cleaning, right? You'll remember that Jesus, we recognize Him when we tell this story when we have this meal. And I know it seems like such a small thing compared to the so-called Islamic State. I know it seems like such a small thing compared to refugees from Northern Africa trying to get to Southern Europe and some of them drowning in the Mediterranean Sea. And I know it seems like such a small thing in the face of racism and poverty and diseases and famines and floods. But this is what we have, friends. (laughs) in the church we have this particular story we have this particular meal it's enough I I love that on Easter Sunday I was standing over here serving communion and there's a little boy I I love this about our church we welcome everybody at, at, at this table and at this story right? in the Methodist church I love that yeah we don't check IDs come on yeah we say come on eat and this little boy came up to me and I was about to serve him The bread, I was tearing off a piece of bread. He goes, I want a big chunk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's the dish you want? (laughs) Big chunk for you. It's enough, isn't it? It's enough for this world. We recognize Jesus in the telling of this story in the serving of this meal. Sermon title, Realize, Realize. Every Wednesday at 1 o'clock, we meet right beyond that rock wall for a group that's called the Circle of Quiet. There is a saint in our midst. Her name is Nancy Snyder. She has macular degeneration. I looked it up again just to make sure I got it right this morning. That means beginning from the center of her eye, that's the macula, it's, it's starting to cloud up and block her vision. So that it says in the definition, you have a hard time seeing people's faces, recognizing them. But she did a devotional, and this was her devotional. Realize real eyes. Nancy sees more than most of us <laughs> because she spends so much time in prayer. Hmm? Because she's heard the story of Jesus' resurrection, and she believes it because she keeps coming here and has this meal. I challenge you to see Jesus. (laughs) Maybe make Him seen by others as you tell this particular story and as you invite, invite others to this particular meal. That's the good news I have to share with you today. Amen.